It appears that it is Monday again, and I am in my car in lovely traffic, and um, so here we are, um, another episode of the Just Be Podcast. Um, you know, it's just the time and the space where we take a moment to just, <sighs> to breathe, to relax, to just be present in the moment and sit or drive or lay down or walk or whatever that may be for you. But just a moment, just a time where it gets to be a little bit more about you. Um, I know for me sometimes a lot of my day, especially work and stuff, is, you know, giving in a lot of ways to people. And I love it. I mean, I love seeing people win and watching people grow and thrive. And uh, so for me, it's, it's, it's beautiful. But I think in the, in the midst of that, sometimes we can forget or I can forget to um, just take a little time for me. So as much as this this podcast or this time provides space for you to have a just be moment, it also provides that for me. So uh, may we enjoy it together. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a little really hot today. I don't know where part of the world or what city or wherever you may be, but it is starting to feel a lot like summer. And let's just say I am not a summer boy. Like, I may tan like I'm a summer boy, because I do get a pretty intense tan, and pretty good tan, I guess you could say. Um, But I don't like the heat, you know? It just makes me sleepy. It makes me not want to do anything. I feel the opposite, right? Like, when it's it's raining or it's gloomy, I feel energized, and I'm, like, ready for the day. Let's get everything done. But for some reason, when it's hot, I'm just like, yeah, let's hide. (laughs) Let's not go outside. Can I stay under a rock or at least in an air-conditioning um, room or something. But anyway, um, so it, it's interesting, right? So this past weekend, um, I, I got to connect with a friend I haven't connected with in a very long time. And it was so good. It was so good to see her and just to hear how her life is and what's going on with her and, and vice versa, being able to share just what life's been like over the past years. And we were both talking about how we've known each other about a, going on 11 years, you know, and just, it's crazy when you're able to connect with someone you've known that long, and I mean, just a little over a decade, you, you're like, wow, we used to think we knew it all 10 years ago when we first met and we were friends, and to realize, like, yeah, there's a lot we learned in 10 years, and so we talk about everything from just life and, and faith and challenges and love and desires and just everything in between, and that conversation just opened up space for just a dialogue that I haven't had, I guess, in a while, or any, you know, specifically, I guess, um, with anyone, and so it was, it was really cool, really special, but with that, it just kind of left this, this space open, and it continued to grow throughout the weekend, and just, you know, spending time with my, you know, my best friends and stuff, and just being able to kind of talk about a subject I haven't really talked about, or at least a story specifically in relation to that, and I know you're probably thinking, okay, what is this topic? Stop being so elusive. Okay, so here it goes. Um, I'm going to tell a story in probably the most public way that I ever have told it. Um, parts of it will be somewhat altered or changed just because I I don't want to make it solely just about me, per se, but also in the sense that, you know, I want to protect the identity of other people involved in the story. So the story that I'm going to tell you is is a love story, actually. Um, it's, I think for me, the only time that I, I, I fell in love in such a way that I didn't realize I fell in love until after the fact. Um, 
The unique part about the story, it's a love story, really, that only lasted about 48 hours. Um, yeah, I know, right? You're like, hmm, how, what is this? How does this work? Um, so I'll tell you. I, um, a couple years ago, in uh, 2019, I was traveling um, throughout Europe. I was on a trip by myself, just decided that I was going to go and just discover life in a new way. And so I just bought a one-way ticket to to Europe and I just was like, I'll decide when life or life will decide when it wants me back home. And so I did that. I was gone for about almost three weeks. It was fantastic. It was everything I needed to be. I was in Spain. I was in Prague. I was in Paris. I was got to explore and see different places, meet different people. It was, it was just fantastic. And I think more than anything, I got to meet myself, right. To meet a, a newer, more evolved version of me, you know, uh, got to see me in a space that was away from my day-to-day, my routine, the norm, and all the things that tell me, or things that I guess I built that tell me who I'm supposed to be, right? The expectations of family, friends, you know, co-workers, and I mean, ultimately the expectations that we think they have there for that we put on ourselves, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, it just, it was just, it was stunning. It was just such a great time, but in the midst of that, I, you know, kind of, I don't know if you've ever traveled or, or, or at least if you have, if you've ever done it where you're kind of like doing kind of the hostile thing. So you're kind of meeting people as you go through. And some people are from different, you know, some people happen to be from America. Some people have to be from all over the place. And so that was what I decided to do. I said, I want to, I'm going to travel alone, but it'd be, you know, wonderful to meet different people along the way. So that happened. I made some friends, met some people at one part of my trip. The trip continued. Um, I was eventually like, cool, got to spend some time with this unique, amazing people. I'm going my way. Long story short, one of them happened to be going to like the next city I was going to, to meet some other friends. And they were like, Hey, we'll, we'll connect. We'll do like drinks or dinner at one of the point. Um, you can meet my friends. So that was kind of like what we had. And so, um, like, you know, at least that's what we had planned. And so it ended up working out. It was my last night in that city. Um, I was supposed to fly out the next day. And so I go meet, um, meet this friend, uh, for drinks and, um, met, uh, let's see, met his best friend, just the best friend's friends and family, just different people. It's great. Um, at one point, um, you know, the night's going on. And so I, I just had to get up. I'm going to go to the bar to order, order some drinks. And, um, you know, the, the best friend, this, this, this guy actually, I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll go with you. Cause I'm order some drinks as well. And I said, okay, cool. So we walk up to the bar, uh, you know, I, I order drinks, he orders this, this stuff, and then he looks at me, he goes, but hey, he's like, I'm going to buy you yours. And of course, because I am me and don't understand <laughs> certain things at the moment, um, I was like, why? To which he looked at me with a smile and said, just let me buy you yours. And then it clicked. And of course, in my not so awkward, extremely awkward self, I said, oh, this is a thing. (laughs) To which he said, yes, this is a thing. So thus began the evening where pretty much a stranger caught me by surprise and offered to buy me a drink. The night progressed. Um, I was, they, they, the group of people that were heading back to their like Airbnb and stuff. And so I said, Oh, I'll walk with you guys for a little bit. And then I'll, you know, I'll divert to the direction I need to go to go back to where I was staying. And me, um, me and this, this, this guy, um, just dialoguing, just having a nice conversation about like just the trip so far in life and just very, very casual. Um, 
didn't think much of it, to be honest. I was like, oh, that was nice, bought me a drink. Um, but, you know, I'm heading my way, you're heading your way. Like, my brain didn't think much further than that moment. And so, um, yeah, so we're talking, everyone's like, oh, great to meet you, see you later, maybe we'll run into each other another time in this lifetime. You know, it's very, it's very casual. Um, but he lingered, and we continued to have a little bit of a dialogue, and, and prior to that, as we were walking, he had looked at me and said, wow, like, it was so great to meet you. Um, if only you could stay one more day, um, but bummer, you're leaving tomorrow. I said, yeah. I said, so goes the journey, you know, sometimes you just interact with someone really cool, and if your paths are meant to cross again, they will. And, um, and so yeah, so we were chatting for a little bit outside, downstairs of the, the, what's it called? Um, the Airbnb place or whatever. And I forgot what was said or what happened, but he leaned in and kissed me. <laughs> and I, let's just say, I, I stepped back after for like, I, and I giggled. I didn't even laugh. I think I like literally giggled like a little kid because it just surprised me. One. Um, and two, it, it was what I would have imagined or desired my first, my actual first kiss to have been like. And, and, and I don't know if you can relate or it maybe makes sense or not, but for me, my first kiss wasn't one that I necessarily had a choice in. And the ones that preceded that first kiss weren't necessarily ones that ever made me feel, mm, how do I put it? And I always felt like they were taking something or there was something desired. But yeah, when he kissed me, it, it didn't feel like he was taking something. It felt like he gave me something. It was, it was intentional. It was, it was firm but it was kind and it was gentle. And I don't, and I mean, and this was in what, 2019? And I can't say that I haven't kissed at least one other person since then. And I, I, I can't say I ever felt that way, where it was like this divine moment of, here you are, here I am, and I just want to know you, or want you to know that you matter. I don't know. I don't know. That's just like the best way I could, I could put words to it. I feel like I still don't even have the full words. Um, and so then after I kind of chuckled, he, he's like, is that okay? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Again, cause I'm so not awkward. Right. Um, and then he proceeds to lean in for a second one. And, um, as that is happening, the mutual friend, is walking down and says, oh, hey, like, we need, I need the key, you know, uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, gotta go, by. nice to meet you, and I darted and left, because, I don't know, I don't, I, I just got awkward and nervous and left, so, that, you know, very, very adult of me, um, anywho, so I eventually get back to, to my hostel and, you know, went to bed, the next day, I get get a, an Instagram message, um, simply, you know, from, from, from the guy. I guess we should give him a name, right? Um, let's give him a name. Hmm, what shall we name him? I don't know. Let's go with... Let's go, I don't know, let's go with Steve. Don't know why that is, but okay, Steve it is. Maybe the name will change at some point, but we'll keep it Steve for now. And I get a message from Steve. 
and he he just said like it was lovely to meet you um it's crazy that you're leaving is there any way that you could stay one more day and oh and, and i think he also said something along the lines of i would like an opportunity to know you more um and mind you i i don't know about you but like, I don't, can't really think how often I've had anyone say something so kind and so simple like that. Like, I want to know you, right? And I think we all want that. We all want to be known, we want to be seen, we want to be heard. And it was just a very surprising situation, right, where someone said that. And so I'm sitting here, mind you, packing my bag, because I'm about to book my next flight to my next destination. Um, and I have this question, like, do, do I stay or do I go? And I'm sitting there and like processing, what do I do? And I, I, I said to myself, I was like, B, come on. Like you, you came out here for an adventure to discover you. And unless you continue to take risks and go on another adventure, you're going to miss out on, on what you can discover about yourself. And so I stayed right? Because of course you stay. You stay for the adventure. You stay for the moment of what if, what could be, who the hell knows, but we're going to freaking find out. And so I stayed. I stayed. It was, um, it was a Wednesday. Went on a Tuesday night and it was a Wednesday. And, um, we messaged a couple times and I, I was, I was like, Hey, how about we meet for like midday coffee? Um, I have some, some, you know, some museums and stuff I wanted to see and whatever. And I know you're with, like, your group and stuff. So what if we just, like, stepped out for coffee? Um, to which he said yes. And, um, yeah, and it was crazy, right? So it's it's raining in, in Paris, which doesn't sound like a surprise because apparently that's just what it does, right? I mean, I don't know if you've been there watching movies. It just seems to rain often and makes no sense how and when it does. It just does. And sometimes it rains like it's going to be a flood, and somehow it's not. So, anyway, it's raining. I eventually meet up with him. Uh, I pick him up. I'm walking, of course, um, outside of his um, his Airbnb. It's raining, and kindly brought an umbrella with him, and we're walking in the rain and kind of strolling around. And without knowing it, we end up down... Um, the Champs-Élysées, which, if you don't know what that is, it's like, if you're familiar with Los Angeles at all, it's like the Rodeo Drive of L.A. It's like this really kind of uppity, bougie, upscale part of town where there's all, like, the fancy shops and designers and all that stuff and beautiful restaurants and, you know, all that stuff. So we ended up walking through there um, and decided, like, let's sit. And so we were looking for something, somewhere to sit, somewhere to go into, and Long story short, we end up sitting outside of this, like, restaurant, hotel, a hotel restaurant thing, and, um, it was, uh, what's it called? Um, outside, like, in this little awning, and we're just kind of sitting there just having the conversation, and, and eventually we got, a waiter came out and took our order, which was very sweet, did not think that was going to happen, um, and so we sat, and we had coffee, um, I, I ordered a latte, I believe he ordered a, yeah, he ordered a cappuccino, um, and we shared a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, very romantic, right? Um, and when I tell you that I that we got so lost in conversation 
it was, I mean, by the time I knew it, the day was over. Funny enough, to, to the exact minute, it was only an hour that we sat there and dialogued. But it felt, it, it was like I time traveled or, or time just slowed down and everything that could have been explored was explored and yet there was still so much more to know. Don't know how that happened, but it did. And it was beautiful. It was, it was just the most authentic conversation I had with another person that again, it was that intentional, like I'm here. I want to be here with you. I want to know you. I want you to know me. Um, but yet it, it was, it wasn't, but it, it didn't feel like there was, there was a catch, you know, it didn't feel like there was something that was needed to happen after. I mean, full disclosure, like we sat and we didn't hug, we didn't touch, we didn't, I mean, it literally, we just sat next to each other, looked at each other and had a conversation for a full hour. And it, it was the most intimate moment that I had. And let's see, I was 28 at the time. Um, yeah. So it was just beautiful, right? Like it was just this beautiful, authentic moment of two souls literally sitting here and engaging in, in a way that I've never felt in my life. And, um, yeah, so then time was up. He had to go on his way to meet up with his, 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 his friends and stuff. And so, um, kind of were like, oh, okay, well, let's meet up this evening. Like, well, like, well, I'll, I'll get together and let's go get drinks and stuff. And so, um, so we did, right? I go on with my day. Eventually we connect in the evening out having drinks, such a great time. And, um, it was very casual, very chill, his group that he was with and just me hanging out with everyone. And then eventually turned into, um, an invitation to go to Versailles, um, to go see like just the museum and just like the Chateau and everything over there, which it was, I, I wanted to go, but I didn't, I didn't plan on it because I was supposed to leave. Right. So I get invited. And originally I say, Oh, like maybe I shouldn't go because like you're with your friends and that would be weird. Like, and he was like, um, oh yeah, so we come to travel to another country not to come make new friendships. And I was like, okay, fair. So his friends were like, no, you should come. And so I was like, okay, cool. And so the plan was, let's meet in the morning, we'll take the train and we'll go and we'll explore, you know, Versailles. And then, um, you know, when I, and, and obviously at that point, I already had a plane ticket booked for that Thursday and I had to, you know, I had to, I had to go on my way. So I was like, yeah, I have enough time in the morning that'll work out. Um, so, you know, um, evening's ending. I think it's like midnight or one at this point. And I was like, all right, it's cool. I'll see you guys tomorrow. So I turned to walk towards my, um, my place that I was staying at. And I overhear like a conversation between Steve and his friends. And, um, he, he was like, all right guys, just leave the key for me, like under that mat. And I'll see you guys later. And again, I didn't think much of it. I'm continuing to go on my way. And then I just hear, Hey, wait up. I was like, Oh, what's up? He was like, I'm going to walk you. And I was like, no, <laughs> um, because I'm stubborn and I don't know. I, I just, yeah, uh, we'll get into why I did that in a minute, I guess at some point. Um, but yeah. Um, so he was like, yeah, I'm going to walk you. I was like, no, like, first of all, you don't speak French. So, and it's late. And I don't need you getting lost. And at this point, I already had been in, in, in France for like four days. So I kind of, you know, I knew my way where I was, what was going on. And so I just didn't want to be responsible for someone getting lost. And 
at least that was my logical reasoning, but it probably was that I just was, like, nervous and scared and was like, what's going on? And I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm starting to have feelings. I don't know. Like, it just was, yeah, like, we don't want this. Like, I do what I don't, so maybe you just don't walk me and I'm just going to go on my way and I'll see you tomorrow. But I gave in and I said, okay, fine. He's like, well, at least let me walk you halfway. So we proceed to walk. He loops his arm through my arm, so we're walking arm in arm, and then somehow we end up coming to a stop. He turns to me and kisses me again. And in my very logical adult self way, I took off running after that. Ask me why, I don't know, but I just took off running, or jogging, or whatever. I just, just took off. So he chases me and eventually turn a corner and I just freeze because as I turned that corner the moon had rose and it was just right in between these two buildings and it was the most beautiful thing and I just stood there in awe of this this nice summer night in Paris and the moon is just there and eventually, I become aware that he's standing next to me, and eventually he grabs me by the hands, looks me in the face, dead in the eyes, and says, What do you want to do? We can do anything. And at that moment, I just said, Let's go dancing. So we did. <laughs> uh, we found some random place. We went, we went to go dance, and we danced for hours, I, at least if that's just what it felt like, it felt like forever, and eventually we left, we hop in an Uber, uh, it's late at this point, I think it was like three-ish in the morning, and we we're supposed to meet at nine in the morning, so it's, it's late at this point, and, he, you know, we're in the Uber, he's laying across my lap talking to me, like, you know, so I'm sitting up, and he's, his head's on my lap, and we're just talking, and... Um, wow. Yeah, he, oof, how did I put it? It, just, it was just, it was beautiful because, again, it was that moment of, like, time, right? Everything just seemed to happen at a pace that was so slow that it felt like years went by, but it literally is just a moment. And, and I guess let me pin, pin the story for a second. Earlier that, the, the, the day when we first met for coffee, remember I told you we talked for an hour and it was like this really special, special moment. He had looked at me and was like, I know this is weird to say and really actually very early to say this. He's like, I think I like you. I was like, no. I said, you can't. He's like, what do you mean I can't? I was like, you can't. Um... He was like, why? I said, because, like, this is, this isn't real, like, this is just the Parisian air, like, we're just in Paris, and it's just romantic, and, you know, it's, it, this isn't, like, this isn't real, like, you, you, like, what? He's like, why can't it be? And I said some, probably, really something dumb and self-deprecating, and to which he looked at me dead in the face, and said, your self-deprecating humor is very unnecessary right now. You can stop. He's like, why don't you believe you can have good things? And that, oof, that hit. 
Because I think for all of us, that is a struggle, right? At some point in our life, whether it's a moment, years, forever, that we fight with that, that I don't deserve good things. Am I good enough to have love, to have friendship, to have abundance, to have that career, to have that job, to have all these things, right? To have the family I want, to to have that vacation, whatever it may be. I think we all struggle with that, right? Am I good enough? Can I have good things? And I think those of us who have experienced trauma, right? Or I think we all have to some degree. But I think that makes it harder, right? Harder to believe that good things can happen. And so what do we do? When the good things start to get close, at least for me, I start to build walls or I start to push away or run away or just essentially avoid it because early in my life I came to the reality or the realization that I just wasn't enough. I think for some of us, the lie is that, oh, I'm not tall enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough. And I think I had these different life situations that simply the, the story that I believed at such an early age was, B, you are not enough, and nothing you do will change that. And most of my life was just that, trying so hard to be just enough. Enough for mom to love me, enough for dad to accept me, enough for the kids at school to stop beating me up, right? Like, I tried everything. Everything. And it just wasn't enough. And I believed that it would never be, but hey, at least I'll try. And the more I tried, the more empty and the more alone and the more dead I felt, to be honest. I I think I lost more of who I was and got further away from discovering who I was than ever getting close to it when I lived in that space of believing that I just wasn't enough. And so meeting Steve was at a time where I, you know, just hit this place of life where I started to share with my family that I'm a little different. (laughs) I, you know, don't, how do I put it? My attractions aren't as simple as what we grew up with, right? I grew up in a Christian household, so it was, you know, you marry a woman or, you know, man and a woman marry and that's how it works. And you have a family, you have kids and that's, that's the right way. That's, you know, that's the God way. And, um, and then at an early age, I realized I don't, um, <clears throat> I'm like, uh, excuse me. Um, yeah. Is there, is there a way we could talk about that? Because, uh, it doesn't feel so simple. And, and I'm sure at some point in another episode, I'll get into what sexuality actually looks like for me, but I, I will say in my life, I have loved both men and women equally, experienced the joy and the beauty of what maleness and what femaleness is, and I don't believe one is better than the other. I think at the end of the day, it's the soul that makes someone beautiful. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I just had dealt with that kind of publicly was with my family and was like, look, 
I'm not going to be quiet about my life. I feel like for so long I've kept this to myself in a lot of ways felt like I've been suffering in silence and everyone else gets a seat at the table to talk so freely about themselves. And I want that same freedom. So I am going to set a table and you're welcome to have a seat. You don't have to take it, mom and dad, but it's there if you want it. So that was a big deal for me. Um, just, yeah, I did it in a very public way. Um, and not for anyone, but it was myself. I mean, I needed most of my life, like I said, I didn't believe I was enough. And so I had to do something where I could prove to me that I believed that I was enough. Right. And so that was kind of a big transition that happened for me in, um, in April, actually, um, of 2019. And so coming out of that, right, of this, this kind of stepping into this new place of just being more authentic and, and more open and honest, um, then I'm in, and now I'm, I'm in, you know, end of, end of what, end of May, early June at this point, I'm in Europe, and then I meet this, this, this individual, um, this, yeah, this, this guy. And so, so yeah, so, you know, looked at me and said, why can't you believe you can have good things, you know? And, and, and honestly, I didn't have a response. I just kind of stared at him and was like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he was that good thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, fast forward to where we left off, which was, we were in the Uber on the way back to drop him off to his Airbnb and I was going to go to mine after that. Um, he's standing across my lap, we're having this conversation. He says to me, and he said it, he said it earlier that day when we were having coffee. He said, you have the most beautiful brown eyes. And I just kind of sat there and was like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and continued to, to describe facets of my, of my face that he just felt captivating and I mean, and again, I was 28, and I don't think anyone has ever looked at me and pulled me apart in that way and made me feel so alive. To be told that your smile is just is so gentle yet captivating and that the shape of, of your jaw is, 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 is unassuming but yet somehow comforting and strong and just these pieces of me that I've never looked at ever. Like I've never looked at those pieces of my face and was like, Oh, let me put some adjectives. Let me describe like, I've no, like I've never done that. I probably had more like, Oh, I have like a pimple or, Oh, you know, or something I've whatever, like some comment that would probably wasn't a positive one. And so to be looked at and dissected, to be told that these parts of me that I probably overlooked a thousand times, stand out to someone and they find it beautiful. And he goes, you know, and yes, you're cute and all those things. He's like, but what makes you real special, what makes you so beautiful is your heart and your mind. It's like the way you see and interpret the world and the way you love the world and the way you see people. He's like that. He's like, that is beautiful. And let me just tell you, <laughs> I think there was this piece of me that was like, run, get out of here, go, don't let this in, like, just don't let this happen, what is that, like, this is, oh, this is too good, you don't deserve it. There was a big part of me, I know, that was fighting that, but 
I think even before I even had a chance, my walls just came down. And it, and it came in. It touched my heart in a way that I don't think I let anyone ever do that. And it uh, took my breath away, to say the least. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I think as I'm sitting here, I just, it's almost like I'm back there in that moment. And it was perfect. Um, and, of course, I sometimes tend to ruin moments because I, again, all right, the struggle of I'm not good enough. I don't deserve good things. I jokingly took the line from Mandy Moore from A Walk to Remember and said, okay, just promise not to fall in love with me. And he jumps up. He's like, oh, I'm like, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Because it, I felt something, right? I, I was supposed to be catching flights, but I ended up catching feelings. And I fought it. I tried. I tried really hard to push, to push him away and it was weird because he wasn't forceful. He was just persistent, consistent, yet gentle. Um, and so, morning comes. Well, actually, I, well, by the time I got back to my, um, what's it called, my, my, my hostel that night, I see my phone and I have a message from him because obviously he got home sooner and simply said that though his trip just started, Meeting me was one of the most life-changing things, and if this is indicative of what life can be like, then then it's everything it needs to be. And was just grateful, very just kind, his, his message very kind, and had said that I, I can't wait for the chance to get to know you more when, you know, we're both back in the States. And we both lived in opposite states. We didn't live in the same state. Pretty much in the opposite end of the country, basically. So, um, anyway, so morning comes, and we meet, me and his group, we take the train, we get to Versailles, and, you know, we're walking through the gardens, and uh, the chateau and everything, and, the, you know, and, uh, and then we're in, like, the museum part of it, and it's a lot of people, obviously, right? It's a tourist, touristy place, and so kind of moving through crowds, and I'm kind of off on my own because I'm I love museums. I'll go by myself, like I am that person, and so I kind of just venture off and kind of get lost in in the space and the art, and um, I there were just random moments where I would feel like all of a sudden someone would gently grab my hand, and mind you, I'm in a crowd, so I'm kind of like, okay, someone's grabbing my hand. What's going on? And a gentle whisper, I'm so glad you're here. And then I would look, you know, over to, 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 to my hand or to that side of my body, was it my right side or my left side, and to see a, a beautiful warm smile, and, and then he'd walk away. He did that about, I would say like five times, not even exaggerating, throughout the time we were there. And it always surprised me because I, didn't expect it because I was so lost in, in, in the moment and, and of being in this, in the art and in, in the space that I didn't even expect it, you know. And again, I, I don't get it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like yes, it happened. Yes, it was real. Like, but it, like I didn't go looking for that, right? Like I went on this trip to Europe by myself simply to be with myself. 
And as I'm at the tail end of it, life, the universe, God, had a different, a different choice, <laughs> a different story to tell. And at one point, we're at the garden, kind of taking a break by, by this pond, and I'm on my phone looking up my, my flight information, and I'm assuming he, he caught a glimpse of what I was doing and said, huh, because it's our last couple hours together and you're already thinking about leaving. And it's interesting that he used that phrase, because I mean, the truth was, I mean, I was going to be leaving. But I think that was what I was fighting the whole time, right? I kept trying to find a way to escape because I didn't believe I could have good things, right? Like something as as good as a love story in freaking Paris of all places. I fought it. And when he said that phrase to me at the time, it didn't click. But, you know, as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um... Yeah, I, I, he said, yeah, the last two hours, the last couple hours together, and you're, you're already thinking about leaving. And I said, well, I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen. Like, that's what has to happen. He said, can't you just pretend a little longer? And I said, okay. So I put my phone away. Eventually, we make our way back on that last kind of leg of the train to make it back to Paris from Versailles. And um, there's like these big escalators and there's like a bunch of them. And so I, I go on one and to my, my awareness and assumption, everyone went on the other one, including him. But apparently he didn't. He actually happened to be behind me. And so as I'm going down this escalator, I'm kind of standing on the right side of the, the escalator and I just kind of feel someone approach me, like get a little closer. And then, like, the, you know, the back of their hand gently kind of rubbed or tapped my shoulder. And I kind of looked over my shoulder and I realized it's him. So he steps a little closer to me. He leans forward just a little bit. And I lean back just a little bit. And we're, and we're barely touching. Like, there's like, there's no space between us, but yet there's space. There was this, this, this moment of connection that was, was safe because we were in a public space, and I'm not a really P, what is that called? I'll say PSA, <laughs> PDA kind of person, right? Public display of affection kind of person. That's not really me. But there was something so kind about that, so gentle, and, and, and it was just, I don't know, I, all I guess I could say is just it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so we, we get back to the Airbnb. It's about 30 minutes before I have to take an Uber to the airport. And so we're kind of sitting down in the living room, having a like, last bit of conversation, but actually kind of quiet. I mean, it was a long day. We were up late and long day walking around, or long morning, rather. And so at some point, jokingly, kind of like, oh, wow, I can't believe this happened. But, you know, I'll forget about it once once, once you're gone, he jokingly said. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I, I ready. Wait, who are you? Why am I here? Because <laughs> um, I think... it. it we both came to this realization, like, oh my gosh, this is ending. This time, this space, this moment, this 48 hours, it's done. And eventually you walk down, um, the Uber's about five minutes out, and he looks at me, I look at him, he's like, I don't, I don't know how to say goodbye. 
not really good at that. And I looked at him, and I said, I, I don't say bye. I, I just leave. I said, so this is different. And he said, come see me. He's like, when we're both back in the States. Come see me. Let's, let's spend some time and see what this could be. And I paused before I said anything because I, I think I just needed a moment to think. <laughs> because I wanted it, right? I, I wanted it to continue. I wanted to have that moment. But I think I was scared to say yes. So I had to pause and get over myself. And I said, yes, let's, let's make that happen. Um, yeah, we said, we said our goodbyes and kissed one last time and I get in my Uber and I sit down, buckle my seatbelt, I take a breath and literally just gently whispered, what just happened? <laughs> because, yeah, what just happened? I, 48 hours felt like a lifetime. felt like I was both in the past, in the present, and in the future. Experienced a connection with this, this, this person that surprised me in every way, shape, or form. And, you know, you're, you're probably wondering, well, what happened? What happened when you got back to the States? Like, where did it, what, come on, like, please tell me this ends in, in some perfect happy ending. And, but, but before I get there, I think I, I want to just to say this. It, we, we live our life thinking we know it all, that we have it all. We have these plans and we look at the way life's supposed to work and it's going to be this way and this is going to happen and blah, blah, blah. But I think when we step into life, right, when we take that step, that morning, that day, whatever part of the day it is, we decide to take that step, right? And we're not thinking of ourselves in the sense of so, like being like fearful or, or nervous. It's more like we're aware that we exist, but we're unaware of the judgments that we cast on ourselves, right? We're like in this authentic place. It's when we're there that life really can happen for us. And that's what I believe happened to me while I was in Paris. Life happened for me. Because I got to experience this person when I wasn't looking for it. And I believe that we were both 100% authentically present. And that's why those 48 hours felt like we were in time, above time, around time, because somehow time was different. And I, and I, in my perfect little world and brain, always want time to be linear. Like it goes from A goes to B and B goes to C and so on and so forth. And, well, you know, time doesn't work that way. <laughs> time is everywhere, always happening. And that's, that's what it was. It was this, this space and this time that happened for me. And it was beautiful. It was terrifying, but it was also beautiful. And it was the first time in my life I can say, I fell in love. And I think 
it's easy to simply say, oh, I found in love with him. And I will say that I did. But more so than that, I fell in love with who I was. Who I became in that moment. Because sharing space with him allowed me to see me in a way I've never seen myself until that moment. And I think when we fall in love with someone or when we love someone, whether it's a friend, whether it's, you know, a significant other or a marriage, a part, whatever that may be, a partnership, and that person leaves, we think who we became when we were with them left too. But I don't believe it does. I believe that it can stay if we so choose it to be. Because that person, yes, through the prism of who they were, their light shined and illuminated parts of us we didn't see before. So yes, when we were with them, there were pieces of us that got illuminated that weren't before. So yes, they, they did bring parts of us out. But they couldn't bring out something that wasn't already there. They just helped us become aware of it. And so I realized that this beautiful exchange that I experienced with, with this person, even though the end, and I'll get to that, um, even though it didn't end in a way that I think everyone would have hoped, it, it stopped where it needed to for a number of reasons, and, and I think I'm going to save that for the next episode as I elaborate on that, the continued journey of, of this story, but I'll leave you with that. I'll leave you with the challenge to think about those moments, those people that you have loved in different ways, and when they were gone, and you thought that part of you left, and it was gone with them, and maybe to some degree that's true, but I would challenge you to think in a new way of saying, but they only revealed and shone light on what was already there. I just didn't know it was existed. So ask yourself, when you fell in love with that person, platonic or romantic, look at who you were and the fact that you also fell in love with you. And though they may have gone, you remain. And you can still be in love with the person that you became. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with me. May you know, to the deepest core of you, that I love you. Know that you are seen, that you are heard, and that you are loved. And above all else, you are worth fighting for. Thanks for listening in. Have a beautiful day, afternoon, or night. See you on the next one.